Welcome to Code Whack, your podcast on America's broken healthcare system and how Medicare for All could help. I'm your host, Brenda Gazar. Today, we'll talk about the obstacles in achieving Medicare for All on a national and state level. Michael Lighty has organized, advocated, and developed policy for single-payer Medicare for All nationally and in California for nearly 29 years. He's a founding fellow of the Sanders Institute. Most recently, he was the healthcare constituency director for Bernie 2020. Welcome to Code Whack, Michael. Thank you, Brenda. It's great to be here. In our last pod, you talked about a reluctance on the part of national politicians to work toward Medicare for all. Why do you think that is? I think it's a um, misunderstanding of the politics. I think there's an ideological commitment to a private insurance system. And I think there's a donor network, both at the political level and at the philanthropic level through foundations that are simply bought into an institutional politics that says the private sector is better. We can't win it, right? We can't overcome the power of the healthcare industry. So we're just going to come up with, you know, much more complex solutions as a workaround. And it's reinforced by Democrats who support it, but don't fight for it. It's reinforced by think tanks that are on the liberal side that don't promote it. And so you basically got what I say is if everyone who said they supported Medicare for all actually worked to enact it, we would win it tomorrow. So we have a political problem, a problem of political will. Got it. Donald Trump is currently president and may be reelected in the future. What do you think the prospects are for Medicare for all under a Trump presidency? Well, you know, you got to figure they're not good. I don't know that that's a reflection necessarily of his personal views. I don't know that his personal views matter. But I've always said that if the right set of CEOs had his ear and laid out the case, I wouldn't put it past him to say, yeah, we'll call it Trump care and we'll do it. But it's not going to be that easy. And it's not it's not likely because you've got this whole set of forces on the Republican side. You don't have great support in the Republican base for it. Strong majority support among Democrats, over 70 percent. And the Republican side varies between 25 and and 40 percent, depending on the poll. But what you do see, which is quite striking, is working class Republicans. And these, of course, are white folks because that's the Republican coalition support a federal guarantee of health care. They did so in 2016 on a majority basis. When they voted for Trump, majority Republicans earning under 30,000 a year supported a federal guarantee of health care. Interesting. So if Trump were actually responsive to his working class voters, he would support Medicare for all. But you've got institutional players, you've got the healthcare industry with, with and the pharmaceutical industry, deep pockets there, and you've got religious uh, opposition because they're afraid it's going to actually um, give women the healthcare they need. I see. California is one of the most liberal states, and it's so far failed to approve Medicare for all. What do you think it will take for it to happen on a state level? I think it takes political leadership. I think potentially we have a governor who will provide that leadership. He certainly ran on it. Uh, He set up this Healthy California for All commission that is designed to establish single-payer financing. So there are some, you know, positive signals. We have a legislative leadership that's not on board. Um, and we have a, a deep pocket industry that fights it every step of the way. But you, if what we need are we need the institutional players to come together, the business community, the foundations that are devoted to healthcare, and the labor movement to align with grassroots activists to recognize that we are not going to solve racial injustice when it comes to healthcare unless we adopt single payer financing. So it also has to be ultimately now a part of the poor people's campaign, a part of the movement for black lives, a part to recognize what what activists in the streets are demanding, what advocates that you've had on your program have said Medicare for all would 
help us address these disparities in those communities. Got it. So what would that look like? So it has to be part of the larger racial justice movement, really the health justice wing. And it has to coalesce the institutional players who have uh, been um, the real kind of uh, power players when it comes to healthcare. So for example, if we can save billions of dollars, that's what gives us the money to fund public health. Right. There's that study that was done by the University of Massachusetts Amherst that found that California could save as much as $37 billion if it moves to single payer. That's what reopens clinics and hospitals that the private insurance finance system has closed. The reason we don't have hospitals in the inner city is because it's not profitable. We go to single payer in California, we reopen those hospitals. Yes, we reopened St. Vincent downtown LA during the pandemic, That's what Medicare for All would do on a permanent basis. It would fund the public health infrastructure so we could do the outreach and the testing and the population-based health. It would create resources so that we could have a jobs guarantee. We could establish real food security. We could improve housing. Interesting. See, this is, it really is the leading wedge because it, of course, improves everyone's lives, improves everyone's health, and opens the door and provides resources for those other essential social safety net programs that determine health status. So it is part and parcel. It's not just insurance reform, unlike the ACA. It's a comprehensive approach to guaranteeing healthcare and addressing the social determinants of health. Thanks so much, Michael. Find more Code Whack episodes on ProgressiveVoices.com and on the PV app. You can also listen at heal-ca.org. This podcast is powered by Heal California uplifting the voices of those fighting for healthcare reform around the country. I'm Brenda Gazar.